Hello, Hi. Jackie. Hi, how are you? you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. So, well, I think this is the first, and we're starting uh, the Bruce talk. I think it's something that people can be excited doing this rough times. So, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, cheers to you. Cheers to everybody out there watching. Cheers, everybody. Uh, so, first of all, let's introduce to people that doesn't know us. So, I will start with you. Who are you? Where Where you work? And what do you do? Um, my name is Jackie King, and I brew for Roosters in Ogden. Um, I'm in lovely Ogden right now. Um, and I am the head of our research and development brewing team. So most of the weird, crazy beers that we do, uh, most of the new recipes that are coming out are mine. So super fun. Awesome. Yeah. All right. For people that doesn't know me, uh, Marcy Buffalo, a Brewmaster Shades Brewing. Uh, in charge of production and all crazy beers and shades as well. Yeah, which I'm drinking lots awesome. of crazy beers right now. Uh, that's really uh, which one? one? Leftover, that's the leftover cherry pie that I had. I've been saving it for Ooh. a minute. So good. That is that's a good one. Yeah. As soon as I will open one of your beers as well. Oh yeah. Of course. Uh, I'm always gonna save some of your. Your beer is here with me. It's delicious. So uh, we see uh, some people are entering. So great. Let's start with a uh, few questions that okay. I have, and I think it'll be interesting to people to know more of the person behind the beers versus the brewery itself. Of course, it'd be cool to talk about the brewery stories as well. But I would like to know the people knowing the person behind. Yeah. And. First, I, I have to remember when I met you. That's one important thing. Uh, I think I met you three years ago around that uh, Keto People Society meeting. Yeah, yep. Probably. Pretty sure it was around there. Yeah, I think that we were, I feel like we were probably, we had had a meeting in the back and came out in the front and you were there. Um, but we since then you and i uh, actually hung out quite a lot at the uh, at cbc in denver last year <laughs> yeah. um, so fortunate enough to have a very long car ride uh yeah. from denver home um and got to do a little bit of brewery tours and hopping on the way home too um and it's just it's always been super cool to get to pick your brain uh marcy you and i i think have a lot of the same likes in beer uh and ideas in styles so it's great to be able to bounce ideas off of you um and just get that i guess a better like scientific knowledge that you have so so i enjoy it awesome so let me ask you first questions the few ones that i got here so when do you start brewing and why um so i started off like a lot of other people home brewing uh, i started commercially brewing in 2016 um, and this was very very few and far between um, back in 2016 when I started um, I would come into roosters and basically apprentice brew and it would maybe be once a month um, and I started doing this because I was in a job that I really didn't love uh, I loved beer I loved the social aspect of beer I loved the science behind beer I loved the creativity behind it um, and I really just thought uh, why don't I try and do this professionally 
Uh, so it took a few years. Um, like I said, started in 2016, but really uh, kind of took the nosedive in 2017 brewing um, and was fortunate enough to be brought on at Roosters um, as a head brewer at 25th Street um, by about summer of 2017, I believe. So, um, and that's, it was just one of those things. It was a passion of mine and I was kind of cards fell into place for me that I was lucky enough to get to do that. Um, but it's always been a love. And you are uh, right now a B Street or 25th Street or both? Um, I Yeah, I bounce back and forth. Uh, so we're Roosters, we have three locations. So we have a late location, a 25th Street location, um, and then our relatively new production facility that's in West Ogden. That's the B Street location that we talk which about is, so much. Which is beautiful location. I love yeah. the facility. The food's fantastic. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> that cheese curds and the bi double bypass burger. Amazing. Yeah, it makes me happy every time you guys come up to Ogden. Um, but that's kind of that's our baby. That's what the company as a whole has been working towards for the past uh, 25 years. We actually just had our 25th anniversary. Um, so it's it's been cool to kind of watch the transition from strictly like a brew pub style brewing, um, where we weren't really we were distributing when i came on but we were only bottling um not doing a ton of distribution and just all in-state distribution um and even before b street opened up we did start to go into wyoming for distribution and now we're in uh wyoming new mexico utah um and we have a couple of spots in texas that carry us like randomly um nice. but that's been super cool uh so we do i kind of bounce back and forth uh between 25th and b street so those are my my two main haunts um and then late and every once in a while uh we're still pretty much doing it all you're cellaring you're packaging you're brewing um so i am a woman of many trades i guess not a man of all trades i'm a jack of all trades i guess <laughs> right? <laughs> so. that's awesome um what is your first beer that you create or you help to develop the recipe or brew Ooh, so I actually, um, one of the first recipes that I developed, um, that's still one of my favorites is an, I did an IPL, um, and it was called summer Stoke IPL, um, and India pale lagers. If you go to like, I don't know, I feel like lagers are my go-to Pilsners, crispy boys all the way. That will be my go-to style of beer. Cheers to that. <laughs> is that what you're drinking? Oh, yeah. Uh, drinking <laughs> Imperial lager. Yeah. Now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But that. Like the, those are kind of, those are my go-to styles. Anytime I'm trying a new brewery, um, I want to try their Pilsner. It's like, it's a really good way to judge the capabilities of that brewery. Um, and it's, I think it's a fun play on lagers when you really up that hop profile on them. So India Pale Lagers still are one of, I mean, that's one of my favorite like fun styles to drink, especially in the summer. Um, and this one was, it's a Mosaic and Idaho 7 hopped uh, India Pale Lager. So you kind of, you can't go wrong with those hops. Is that hopped or just like boil and yeah. whirlpool? Yeah, yep, exactly. So it's just, I mean, you're, you're doing just a ton of just, you know, your fruit forward whirlpool. You don't want a ton of bitterness in those. So, but yeah, that and was dry hopped or not, no dry hopped. So this one, the original recipe was not dry hopped. Um, it has come back in a couple of different iterations, and it, uh, the last iteration I did dry hop it, 
and I do, I enjoy a dry hopped beer. Um, I just, obviously time constraints. If you're dry hopping a lager, it's already a longer beer to, to process. It takes longer to ferment. Um, so it kind of, it's dependent on seasons and fermenter space and whatnot. Uh, but the last iteration we did dry hop and it was quite delightful. That was under 5%, so it would be a draft only? <laughs> yeah, yep, so that one's draft only. Um, I, with the uh, expansion to B Street, fortunately I have gotten to do some higher points um, to actually expand what we're doing and do some big beers, which are always fun, rather than just doing prior to that 4% or now 5% beers. Um, but most of our beers do, they are still starting off at 5%. Um, and we are able to do seven barrel batches of them with the two brew pubs. Uh, and then we can just kind of scale them up ABV wise, and then also barrelage wise, uh, the B Street location, I know Marcio, you've been there. And I don't know if anybody else that's on this live video has been there yet. Um, but it's a fantastic location. Uh, and that is a 30 barrel system out there. So <laughs> we went from a little two little baby seven barrel systems to a big old 30 barrel, which, yeah, which we love. It's, it's fantastic. So that, so that was your first beer that you produced, super juicy, mm -hmm. but it's your favorite beer to produce. Um, I think, God, my favorite beers to actually brew right now. Um, again, like I love drinking, pilsners kind of year round uh but like i would say my favorite beers to brew are the stouts any pastry stout any adjunct stout um if i can throw some crazy stuff in the mash uh that's <laughs> let me throw some pies in there or like a whole chocolate cake. <laughs> uh but stouts just to me they smell the best when you're brewing um it's great to throw some of those first runnings in your coffee in the morning um it just like mm -hmm. <laughs> it rounds it out gives it a little <laughs> bit of sweetness so yeah those are i would say any like pastry stout adjunct stout are probably my favorite to brew okay to drink Ooh, to drink what is your favorite beer to drink so I've been actually ever since uh, CBC last year uh, going to Cerebral a lot. Um, and that I think like every night <laughs> is at Cerebral. Um, I kind of became obsessed with those, with their sour IPAs. They have a Tiki Sour series um, and they're very similar to your Kavik series um, where they're fruited sours. Uh, they do put quite a few hops in them. Um, a lot of times like the lactose and the fruit and the that like the lactic acid from the sour does take over a lot of the hops. Um, so it may or may not be a waste of all those pounds of hops in their yeah, case. Yeah, I, um, I agree on that. Yeah, but uh, they're still, I think they're quite delightful. Um, and I've been drinking a ton of the Kaviks. Uh, my the kind of the running joke at Roosters is that I cannot make a beer without lactose in it. Um, I, I've done quite a few of the milkshake IPAs lately uh, over the last year. Um, and even some of the, obviously, like the pastry stouts that I've done, I've thrown lactose in there, too. Um, I have this crazy idea that I'm going to do a lactose lager uh, just because nobody's Ooh. done it yet. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if the lactose would fall out of suspension during the lagering process. Uh, but that's kind of... It's it's the running joke is that I will be the first person to do a lactose lager without lactose. In it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? But I remember I this would be funny. I remember you talking about lactose May last year when we went to the radio uh, with uh, 
Brad Bath. Oh, and he, yeah, about the the beer week. Yeah, and you were telling yeah. that you hate like those. You hate because <laughs> it's so powder and. Yeah, it's funny. So it, they are any like any milkshake, any beer with lactose, any IPA style or sour with lactose is my favorite beer to drink. But you know, as well as I do, they are a pain in the ass to brew. Um, when you are dumping lactose in, you really should have a respirator or one of those N95 masks <laughs> on uh, because that, like, the powder is so fine. Um, I don't even want to know what it does. <laughs> so, uh, Greg, Greg Schumwolf, that works with us, he always makes that joke. If you know anyone that suffers with mesothelioma, give oh, us a call. Because that powder is so thin that you can yeah. easily inhale that. We're, uh, we I don't a, think it's toxic, but... Yeah, we have a kind of a joke about, like, all of your hype brewers in 20 years. We're going to be the ones that are on those ads. That's like, did you work in the brewing industry when hazy IPAs and, and milkshake IPAs were all the craze? You know, that might, it might be us. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, I'll, I want to also change a little bit back and forth, of course. Um, yeah, we know you are not the, the, the president right now, but you are a very active uh, member of the Pink Boat Society. Yes. Yeah. Yep, the president so, uh, is Jamie, right? Yeah. So Jamie right now, she's the chair um, and I'm the co-chair. So it, basically like president and vice president. Right. Um, but yeah, so we, tell us. What is the Pink Book Society? What specific Utah chapter? And what are you guys being done that was amazing in the last five, seven years? Five years that I'm in the industry that I'm hearing more and more and more. And I know yeah. the importance, but I, I, I want to hear from you. Uh, so the Pink Boot Society was founded back in 2007, I believe. Um, and it is an industry society for women advancing their careers uh, in the brewing industry. So you do have to be a member of the industry, um, but it's, you have to make 25% of your income from the industry and it's open to anybody. Uh, you can be a beer tender, um, you can actually be in production, you can do sales, marketing, uh, really anything in the beer industry uh, as a female you're able to join. Um, and the big benefit of joining is that they provide scholarships to women. Um, and Lauren Lurch, I don't know, I saw Crafty Beer Girls was on here earlier. Um, I don't know yeah. if it's Jenny or Lauren, but hi to either of you um but lauren lurch was one of the recipients uh she so far she's been the only uh utah chapter member that's received a scholarship um and she actually got to go over to germany on a hop tour uh awesome. which is super super cool um and then a lot of the scholarships deal specifically with um with uh like technical brewing um you can get cicerone certification which anybody that's gone through um level two and beyond realizes that that's it's very expensive um so it's lauren yeah, yeah oh it's lauren yay hi lauren we miss her um but it's a fantastic organization um we started the utah chapter in 2018 uh so prior to that we did not have a chapter in utah i was actually a member of the montana chapter because they were the closest one um, <laughs> colorado obviously has like a massive pink boots chapter um but it was it was easier for me to be a member of the Montana chapter. And obviously like I didn't go to any meetings, um, but I was technically a Montana member 
Montana chapter member. Um, and then Julie Schuler down at Strap Tank was actually the one that got Utah's chapter going, which is fantastic. Um, and that was in 2018. I want to say January of 2018. That was our very first meeting. Um, and it worked out that we're at that point in time, Roosters just had the Leighton and the Ogden location. Um, but where we did have the two locations, I was able to kind of suggest that we do a pink boots beer up there. Um, I could order everything. Uh, so that was our first Utah chapter beer was, uh, 2018. Um, and we did mash the patriarchy. That was a CDA. So a Cascadian dark ale, um, we I did. remember you are in the label. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I remember yeah. the beer. I love the label. Yeah, that one was super, super fun. So that, and it was really, you know, the 25th Street spot. Um, we're in a historical building. Um, that building, I think, was built in 1890. So that brew house Ooh. is interesting. It's all very tight. Um, the brew house itself went in when we opened in 95. Um, so a little bit of lot of older <laughs> equipment, I should say. Uh, it was very fun to do, um, but we were fortunate enough last year uh, in 2019, we got to brew out at B Street. So we did a 30 barrel batch uh, and that was on Wednesdays we were pink boots. Um, and then this year we got to go down to proper, which that's kind of always been the idea with the pink boots beers, with the chapter beers is to kind of rotate through all the different breweries. Um, and we just, it worked, it kind of like, it worked out the first two years to be at Roosters. Um, that was never really the plan. We wanted to go everywhere. Um, so we were super stoked that Proper ho hosted. Um, Ellie was great, put everything together for us. Um, and that beer, I think is getting canned Monday. Yeah, I remember, I remember talking to her and she's like, oh, we're gonna make a Keller beer. I'm like, cool. And then all this pandemic hits, it's like, well, now it's a pilsner. Yeah. Not yeah. a calorie anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think we're still we're still gonna call it a Zwickle beer. Um, because it is, it's still only four weeks old. So I mean it could could go either way. It is it's getting into yeah. like a full full blown pilsner. Um, but we we'll still call it a Zwickle beer. Um the name of that one is Zwickled Pink. Uh so it's a cute cute fun name um but we're hoping that which is not a pink beer by the way yeah this one is not it's not a pink beer um it's a true true crispy boy i'm pouring a beer over here i just want to make sure I, i'm pouring the top yeah off, so i have to make sure i'm gonna do the same i want to um, ask you more about this beer later okay. but i'll go pour right now yeah and oh, apparently uh jack jack's here he's saying it's so bright and clear yeah so yeah it's still bright and clear for a zwickle yeah, we haven't, I haven't gotten to try it yet, so I'm hoping that it's delightful, um, and oh, the, uh, no, no problem. Tomorrow at 4 p.m., I'll have the live with Jack from Proper, yeah. and he will give us some notes on that beer, right? Yeah, we need tasting notes. Give us tasting notes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So. And I, I've been seeing already, uh, oops, <laughs> Uh, I've been seeing uh, this year the Epic uh, release one, the Girl Red. Yeah. I saw the uh, the hop ale, hop uh, red ale from Kiddos. Mm hmm And I saw Poppy. I didn't dry at the winter. Yeah. You guys, um, so four right now. There's any other one? Um. So we uh we'll do. We'll actually release this next week. Uh, Roosters will release this year's version of on Wednesdays we wear pink boots um, and then 
there were quite a few other breweries that did Pink Boots Hot Blend beers. Um, oh, Saltfire did theirs. So if we didn't mention Saltfire. Um, True, the, the ride. Yeah. The ride tail. Yeah. Um, and there are quite a few. And I know Red Rock. I saw. Yes. Uh, uh, Erica did. Yeah. Erica did one. I don't know why it is. Yeah, I didn't see any. I can't. I want to say it's a. I it's either like a grisette or a saison. Um, the problem with a lot of these beers that are out there is they're all five percent drafts. There are quite a few pink boots beers ah. that are out there. Um, and oh yeah, so yeah, Erica, the draft only. So we're we're running into ah. what do we do with these beers? Um, because you, so your only options really right now uh, with the dine-in situation is you have to get a label for these 5% beers. Um, and yes. TTB is backed up right now because everyone is having the same issue. Um, they need label approval. So I know hopefully a lot of these beers will last and we'll get to see them. Yeah. Um, but This is one thing that I wanna, I wanna bring. I know there's a lot of legal issues, but um, mm -hmm. we've, we've been asked many, many times how we are able to get, the, for example, the, the Earthquake series labels so fast. Uh, that's one thing that I would like to share here as well. And everybody asked us and Trent, and we're free to, to share. Uh, we make a generic label. Mm -hmm. One label that calls Chase Brewer, here's a beer. Usually we're going to be Kavike, so we put Kavike on it. The generic label, uh, by Utah laws, you don't need to be approved by TTD to generate a label if it won't cross state borderlines. Yeah. So if you guys have any greater generic label approved by TTB, and that's what I'm saying to every single brewery, make one or two labels of this way, and then you have a beer, an emergency release like this, talk to the ABC and say, hey, explain, this is my label, my generic label, it's being ready to be approval. I just want to do small modifications to this label in order to print and put in the beer. And usually DBC works really great on this. They allow us to do small modifications without resubmitting to the TV. Yeah, and that's perfect. Um, I know for a lot of you out there uh, who do work for breweries, um, Blind Tiger, who actually, that's the company that rebranded us. Uh, if you guys have been familiar with Roosters, we rebranded about two years ago. And I personally think the rebranding is fantastic. Blind Tiger did such a good job. Um, but they actually reached out to quite a few guilds. Um, and the Utah Brewers Guild was one. Uh, and they sent out a lot of those templates um, and those basic style templates. So if you maybe work in like the marketing or labeling department for your brewery, um, those templates were sent out. Nicole did send those out to all of us. Um, so just ask whoever's on that email list for those. Um, but yeah, that's another, that's a, a killer idea. Um, just get that generic label and update everything. Uh, you don't have to have the ABV on labels. And again, if it's not going out of state, you don't really, I guess in Utah, I, I actually didn't realize in Utah, if it's not going out of state, you don't need TTV approval, which is technically so a, a generic. Yeah. yeah, technically you have to be approved prior mm -hmm. some kind of label. And after that, you can just submitting yeah. uh, modifications and then but it'll be fine. Yeah, that's how, so your Kavik, if you guys notice, so the Kavik labels, they all, you know, they all look the same. And those Aftershock labels, um, again, like the, it's all the same label. It's just, you know, the the understyling is like the Tom Kai, um, 
the cherry pie, those are the only things that are changing. So if you do have that basic yeah, like the pina colada. Pina colada, yeah. I don't have any of those left. Those are all gone. I have some, Nor. I have <laughs> a few cases of the brewery. Have you ever had a chance to get any of the Earthbreak series? I haven't had any of them so far. Um, so I've been okay. trying to try to like behave myself with the social distancing and like semi stay in my county. Um, but I am an essential employee. Um, and we're actually so our our lab is down right now, um, with what we've kind of had to do with everything. Um, our QAQC is down. Um, so we actually might be running some samples down to you, Marcia. <laughs> All right, we can, I can help. Yeah. So, so that'll be a this is one thing that that's one thing that I want to I want to enter in this COVID thing as well. Um, but for people that are just listening to us right now, we are essential. We are the food and beverage industry. Besides, we brew, uh, we generate alcohol. We are essential in the matter. Of beer is considered food. Mm -hmm. So uh, many of you guys, if you guys can stay home, stay home. If you guys are essential like us, we're probably taking risks to be out there. And I have to say thank you very much for everyone that's been supporting uh, all the breweries, local breweries right now, because it's rough times. And yeah. I want to say how you guys doing. Uh, I know you guys are focused on the restaurant. Uh, you has got three different licenses as well. Yeah, it doesn't work integrated. So how Rooster is doing doing this, and which one? What they're doing? Um, food curbside is completely shut down. And what, what's going yeah. on with you guys? Um, so we are all three locations are still open. We're still doing food out of all three locations. Um, again, if you guys know Utah licensing, everything's a little bit crazy. Uh, so we just released our 25th anniversary barley wine, um, but that is, it's a bottled beer and the bottling takes place in Lathan. Uh, so under our licensing, uh, we actually are not uh, eligible for a master license because even though we have three locations and it's all roosters, uh, each location does technically have different ownership. Um, it's a different LLC as far as uh, the TTB and the federal government is concerned. So we don't actually fall under that master license that Utah has. I mean, it cannot move products yeah. between so, those two locations. So any of our, yeah, so our high point products can't move. Um, so the barley wine is only available at Layton, um, which is unfortunate for our other two locations, uh, but it's fortunate for anybody that's in Salt Lake because Davis County is really not that far. Layton is really not that far from anybody in Salt Lake. Uh, so if you are looking for a barrel-aged barley wine, uh, it's not barrel strength. It is blended. Um, so it's a nice intro to barley wines, I would say. Uh, it's also just over 10%, so it's not going to blow your socks off. It is still pretty hot. Um, <laughs> but that one's available at Layton. Uh, the 25th Street location, where we don't package anything out of there, because, again, Marcio, I know you've been there, but it's an old historic building. Um, and the cellar really is in the basement. The brew house is on the first level. The mill room is on the second level. Um, so there's not any space in there for any sort of bottling, any packaging. Um, so the only thing we can do out of there is our off-premise permit. So that allows us to sell 5% and under beer. Um, and then B Street. Are you guys doing growlers there? So we can't do growlers uh, because we're 
that's under the restaurant license. So we can't even fill any draft, unfortunately. Um, but the when we release on Wednesdays, we were pink boots because that beer, uh, the ABV on that didn't change. Uh, we had prior label approval. The only thing that is changing on that beer is the uh, volume size of the can that it's in. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to crowler that entire batch off. Uh, so we'll be selling 32 ounce, technically 32 ounce cans of that beer. Um, and that will be available at all three locations. Uh, and that'll probably happen Tuesday or Wednesday, just depending on how long it takes to crowler off six and a half barrels of beer. <laughs> it's a long process. Yeah. It's a long process. So bear with with us on that one, but it'll be fun. Um, yeah, so we're we're doing curbside. Um, both brew pubs, the Layton and the Ogden location, are doing delivery. Um, the B Street location is still uh, pickup only, and that mostly has to do with the package agency. We're doing curbside, um, but with beer, uh, unless you extend your premise, then you can't do curbside. And I know you guys did; you extended your premise out, so you're avail you're able to do that drive through, which is fantastic. Yeah, um, not technically curbside. They didn't allow us to do that. They didn't allow us to do any transition involved alcohol uh -huh. in the public area. So you end up ha you have to enter the loading dock. Yeah. But it's still you don't need to leave your car. Yeah. That was a good yeah. thing. So you're in you're technically like in your in your facility. Building. But yeah. Yeah. And we were joking. Um, there are some breweries down in Florida that are doing like drive-through service through the production space. Uh, I wish that would happen in Utah, but it won't. But I think it would be fun to like drive through production space and just hand people cars. So that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, or hand cars beers, I should say. But yeah. yeah. Um, but we're, I mean, we're hanging in there. We've been around for a long time, so like it's it's rough for everybody. But I think that we have a pretty good crew of people, um, and we're hoping like we all make this through, make it through this. Um, but. We, I know you and probably a lot of people out there saw the BA just put out that 46% of breweries cannot make their their uh, companies work um, if this keeps up for three months. So we just kind of yeah. remind everybody out there that your support of local breweries is super important. Um, you guys are what is basically keeping us in business right now. So so we need all the help yeah. we get. We appreciate the support for sure. Yeah, I keep telling everybody uh, it's been really, really frustrating for us not being able to risk getting people inside the building uh, and also see the numbers going down every single day. Uh, but again, I I've seen the people going there and supporting us. So again, one more time, thank you very much for everybody that stopped by. And the only way we could attract people to buy our product it's making your beers. Yeah. So that's why we're doing right now. Yeah. And that, I love seeing all you guys' releases. Um, we're going to be uh, re-releasing one of our Mexican lagers here in a few weeks. Um, again, lager takes a minute. Um, but that is in a tank. Um, and then we just, our high desert hazy. I haven't popped this one open yet. But we just released this guy. Um, I don't know. I know. I, Matt was supposed to bring you those down. I'm going to have to. Yeah. I know. Matt doesn't have social media, but if anybody out there knows Matt, you should yell at him. So, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure that you get a six pack of that 
So awesome. So yeah, I have all the beers from the, the Earthquake series for you. We're gonna release next week the banana strawberry smoothie. Yeah. I'm excited. That, that reminds my morning shakes, which is dangerous. I've been drinking a lot of that already. <laughs> Uh, but I want to ask the more technical details. Just tell me, Wilson's Trail, it's, uh, I'll say, two months old. Uh -huh. It's still amazing. Uh, very, a little bit hazy. Yeah. Right, actually, very hazy. I love the color, orangey. Tell me, us, what is this beer? Um, so that one, so we're using, we're actually, uh, we use White Labs yeast pretty much across the board. Um, so we are using the White Labs hazy strain for that. Um, and this is uh, the second iteration of that beer. The first iteration of it, um, we didn't use a hazy specific yeast, um, but used an adjunct to try and keep the haze in suspension. Uh, but we spun the beer prior to that. And it was, as far as the hazy goes, it was a failure um the taste was good but the it was not opaque uh the first iteration was not what we wanted it to be but again it was the first hazy we had done so you know we were we weren't wholly disappointed in it um but it was kind of a bummer i'll say um so we switched it up this time uh malt bill on that is super super simple it's two row uh it has a little bit of wheat um, has rolled oats in it, so trying to get all those adjuncts, um, all those particulates to stay in, in suspension. Um, and then again, like I said, we're using the White Labs hazy specific yeast, uh, so the yeast actually stays in suspension. Uh, we learned our lesson, um, so we're, we're using a centrifuge to filter everything. Uh, we did not run that through the centrifuge at all. Obviously, it's a hazy. <laughs> we want everything, we want yeah. all that stuff to stay in suspension. Um, and the hops on that one, it's actually the 2018 Pink Boots Hop Blend. Uh, so the same mm. hop blend that was in, um, on Wednesdays we were Pink Boots and it was Laurel, Mosaic, uh, it had Idaho Gem, and I always forget what the fourth hop that was in that blend, maybe Denali, it might have even been Denali in it. Um, and then we bumped it up with more Idaho Gem, but I... I like the hop profile on that. I think it's kind of, it's pretty berry forward. Um, it's not. It's very berry. Yeah. It's not bitter at all. It's smooth, yeah. sweet. The hops come true. I love the body. It finished really, really well. Um, it's high body. still a lot of those uh, 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 asters profile that the hops come through. Yeah. It's and I think especially, amazing. like you and I know, all these these fun weird beers that we love making the hazies your lactose beers uh shelf stability on them can be really iffy and i'm very pleased with how well this has held up like you said it's it's at least two months old um and it's yeah. i mean it's it's holding on pretty strong so uh the flavor profile on it hasn't really changed a lot um and that beer it gets a first wart hop and it's seriously in a 30 barrel batch. It's legitimately a handful of hops. Um, and it's more just because I feel like it's a kind of a superstition of mine that I'm like, it's probably <laughs> not doing anything, but I'm like, no, this needs first wart hops. So those are the only hops that hit heat. Um, and it's literally a handful of the pink boots blend uh, that goes in right uh, when you're transferring over. Um, 
and it's it's not going to add much of anything to it. And then the rest of the hops go in the whirlpool and dry hop. So so it literally gets a handful in 30 barrels that actually hit heat. So uh, on the whirlpool, are you able to cool down your whirlpool or is it like a 200, 195? Um, so our whirlpool is about with transfer when we're getting heat transfer over, it's about 180. Um, oh, and we're not, I know, um, I see Jack popping in here with a pixie dust, <laughs> um, but I know proper actually will, uh, send their beer through their chiller and then back into the whirlpool to control that temp. Um, and we're not doing that. We do have a separate whirlpool vessel. Um, but that's one way. I mean, I know that you can knock the temp down that way. We aren't doing that, but just with the transferring over uh, into the, the separate whirlpool, um, we are getting it down to about 184. So, so that's, it's reasonable. So it's, it's reasonable. Yeah. It's still yeah. a little bit of summarization, but it's yeah. not big at this point. Yeah. And then it still distracts a really good amount of, of oils. So dream one day I will have a cool down whirlpool. Yeah. Yep. You'll get that. Yeah. Marcio has big. This is beer, amazing beer. So. Yes. Cheers. Cheers to hazies and cheers to lactose beers. To lactose, lactose beers. It's going to be the next one. Which kind of lager? A, like a double block? <sighs> I don't know. I'm not someone sure. Someone said, someone said um, that would be cool. Uh, a main block. Yes. A yeah, Landon. Landon was saying if we did a Maybach. Um, I almost wonder what it would be like to do a lactose dunkel or like a lactose schwarz beer, like some sort mm. of a dark lager, and then you try and make like a pastry dark lager. I don't know. That would be cool. It would be weird, but that's, I don't know. Yeah, milkshake. Milkshake Maybach. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Landon says milkshake Maybach. I mean, it, it kind ah, of rolls off. I like the idea of the Schwarz beer. Yeah. I like the idea to have the like, let's let's like push to the ale side like a milk porter, uh -huh. and we have a a, a milk a milk milk porter or milk stout and go for a milk schwarz beer. Yeah. The only thing I will I will try to get a strain that's extremely low in uh, acidity. Yes. Yeah, I think you might run into some issues, and nobody wants any. Uh, we don't want green apple or anything. No, no, yeah. So, yeah, but. That, I don't know. That'll be, that'll be. It's kind of that'll it's always my dream to like. Obviously, you want to stay on trend and sell beers, but I have this weird like. I want to create a trend, um, and it doesn't have to be a good trend. Like it can be a really <laughs> that people make fun of, and maybe they do once in a while. But I think it would be super cool to actually. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Lauren, don't do it. You don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we love Warren. Um, and let's age that in in wine barrels. Yeah. With bread. The most disgusting beer ever. Age it in wine barrels with um, Snickers candy bars. Oh, a lacto. Yeah, lacto -balls. Baltic. That would be really good. No, sure, Warren, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we have to. Lauren's name is like Reinheist Galoren. So. <laughs> 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 Maybe, please, Lauren, come back. 
I know. I yes. So my my real dream is to make the perfect pilsner. There we go. That's my uh that that'll be my true dream since we're getting <laughs> all this like horrible feedback. My real dream is to perfect to try and like perfect the American pilsner. How's that? Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. I like that. I was Lauren, you can help. Yeah. Oh. I was talking to Chad today, uh, Chase. Um, he was here in the live early. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him that I've been drinking, uh, craving for more dry hopped uh, pilsners, not to a point to be an IPL, but yeah. a really crispy boy, probably spawn, get really crystal clear, but a nice mosaic or galaxy or. Some yeah. in a in a really nice German lager or yeah. American lager or American pills. I think that it would be really cool, um, especially with some of those New Zealand hops that we're getting. Um, it would be fun to try and experiment with those in a lager. Um, obviously, they're super expensive, so not a lot of people are using them. Um, they're doing them in IPAs or crazy things that you can kind of charge more for. Uh, but it might be fun to do do a really nice crisp clean lager with some of those new new zealand um or even some of the oh yeah crispy boys for death yes um but i think that would be really nice so so besides roosters beer which when it, i would say when you come to salt lake but there's good brewers on them as well uh but when you're not drinking roosters what are your Four beers that you go through. Oh, like, I need to go to that brewery, stop by, drink Have that beer. Um, so and it, it kind of goes back to my love of lagers. And I, I don't know, I think it's funny that like, I go back and forth on the spectrum. So sitting here talking about how I love like milkshakes and lactose beers. Uh, but like my number one go-to beer in Utah that I would search for outside of Utah even, um, Fisher beer. I love Fisher's Fisher beer. That is that crispy. Boy. We miss you guys. We miss I you guys so much. But that crispy beer, that crispy boy, has my heart. Um, that yeah, the Fisher Lager uh, is like phenomenal probably, beer. Yeah, that's my. If I'm stopping in, if I'm in Salt Lake, like I'm leaving with a crowler of that. Um, I really like Proper's Goza, the Lake Effect. Um, I Lake think effect. that. Yeah, I think that's a really good. I know it's it is a little salty, a little on the salty side, but I dig it as far as any outdoor activity. If you're hiking, um, anything in the heat, uh, it's actually a really good mixer for uh, beer cocktails. Um, it's a really good base for that. Um, any of your Kavik series, probably. I would say yeah. So those are those are my three, and then my fourth will probably be. Um, God, it's kind of a toss-up. It would be either anything from TF um, or any IPA from Keto's. Those are those are kind of like that's my little loop that I do. Um, awesome. Yeah. Now, big brands. Oh, big do brands. you drink any big brands? Don't be ashamed to say. Um. You know, I actually, we have the Ogden Twilight concert series up here. Um, and I actually drank some PBRs last summer at the Ogden Twilight concert series. Awesome. Um, and 
I, like, it had probably been a few years since I had a PBR, and I was pleasantly surprised with how cheap it was. I mean, we're talking concert beers, so it was, like, five bucks for a 16-ounce, um, when it was, like, seven dollars for 16 ounces of craft beer, uh, so I, you know, I went to the dark side, um, I have been known to drink a Montucky cold snack more often. <laughs> <laughs> That I know that's still not like oh, I, um, it, um, it's it's a good weird thing. Yeah, but everybody thinks it's produced in Montana, which is in yeah. Kentucky. Yeah, uh, and then I see uh, Jamie's on here. Um, Jamie will know that one of my nicknames is Seltzer Queen. Um, ah <laughs> no! So I do. I sometimes I go on the dark side with the seltzers as well. So ah. Sorry, I know you make them. I will, I will send you some that yeah. I make. Yeah, you don't like them. Um, I have never. I don't like to make it. I like to drink it, but no. I make it. Uh, we do. We are talking about possibly making a seltzer up here. Um, and I know you and I actually talked about kind of the the do's and don'ts and what you need to do to make that actually work. Um, but they don't really seem to be losing popularity. Fortunately or unfortunately, as far as craft beer goes, um, I know that they are kind of taking some some of our uh, slots as far as shelf space sure. goes. So that's a little <laughs> that's a little frustrating. Uh, I see Keith, no laws when drinking the claws. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I would say, like, as far as macros, I. I really don't know the last time I had a Bud Light, but I think no, I that, that like is Coors. I probably had like Coors Heavy at some point in time, either skiing or like camping. So I, I have no shame to say, middle of high life, the champagne of the beers. <laughs> it hit, I spot my heart. It's, it's delicious. Yeah. You are truly girl, not a claw girl. I don't, uh, <laughs> no claws, just trulies, which is Boston beer. So, hey, I'm supporting craft, technically. True, true, good. <laughs> uh, so, trulies actually use uh, mandarina hops in them. So, hmm. yeah. So, there is a little, like, probably, again, like, it's a first wart hop in the seltzer, maybe. I don't know. But there are hops in them, so... I I know that uh, Upslope is doing really well as a craft, small guys. I remember, uh, I think uh, Jamie was drinking a hard coconut water in Idaho Falls this year. Last year. Yeah. It's not a mistake, it's from Dan, from, from Upslope. So it's something weird. Yeah, they... But, uh... I know I had, they had a hard, tea. hard green teas, yeah. And those yes. were actually, they were pretty nice. Um, I am a big fan of hard kombuchas, too. Uh, there's actually, there's a company out of San Diego called Boochcraft, um, and they're doing, mm -hmm. like, 7 to 8% kombuchas, and they are fantastic. So you're getting... I did, I started with, uh, I, I, did, I made a small batch just for me. Sorry, I was uh, kombucha, and I add sugar at the end and put saison yeast. Ooh. And it was delicious. That sounds delightful. I think that you should produce that on a mass scale. We all need to try no. that. So, yeah. <laughs> no. I'll do my homebrew here. Yeah. So, two more questions. We're almost like an hour to go. Oh, see, I have 10 minutes to go. Two questions. Your best beer ever. Oh, man. The best, like, the best beer I've ever had 
Ooh. So I think that like my best beer ever has to be um, Coal Creek Tap. They do, and this there's a reason why it's my best beer ever. Um, so there is Coal Creek Tap is out of uh, Laramie, Wyoming, um, and they do a beer called For the Love of Hops, and it rotates. So every year the recipe rotates through, and in 2016. I was up at the Lander Beer Fest, um, and I was working for Roosters, but I wasn't, I mean, I was brewing every once in a while, wouldn't call myself a brewer, and it was me learning how to brew, and I tried that beer, um, and that beer, like, made me want to make something better than that, or as good as it, um, and that, I've had that beer since then, and I don't like it as much, um, whatever they did in 2016 was mind-blowing to me, um, and it made me want to be a brewer and made me want to be a better brewer so that was that's probably like my it's my life-changing beer um I, there are obviously like better beers out there but in my mind I had that and I was like oh my god this is better than Pliny like this I need to do like if if they can do something like this then I can do something like this so yeah so that's probably there's more of like the reasoning behind why that was my my best beer ever um but it was, was a really good beer. Yeah, it so was a, a really, really good beer. So, And we know you are a desert lover. Uh, probably you are right now crying every day oh that you are God. not going to the desert. I am losing I remember seeing, seeing one of your posts, and I want to share here a little bit of that concept. Of, uh, we're being talking about stay home, stay safe. And it's stay home, stay safe. The first word of the state, it's fucking home. Stay home. Yeah. Means don't go to the deserts, don't go to the national parks because small towns over there they have no hospitals, no support. That population is extremely um, susceptible to something and they are not close, near close to anything to support their lives. And, and I understand being part of that, that I miss too much because you are just a girl. I am a beer guy. So I want to be at the brewery drink right now. And we're yeah. on the same page. Stay home for other safety and for society's safety. And I'm seeing still a lot of people going to the desert, going to national parks. This is why they have to shut down to avoid people to go there. After this is gone, what is your first thing to do? Oh, man. Um... So I'm torn between the first spot that I'm going to go. Um, the San Rafael Swell is like my all-time favorite spot. Um, absolutely love that. And it's not that far away. So that's kind of like number one of where I will probably go. Um, but right, like probably the, what was it? A week and a half, two weeks before all this hit, um, I just started knocking out the Hayduke Trail, um, which is kind of a loop that connects all the national parks uh in utah and then goes down through the grand canyon um and i managed to get through one section of it before all this hit um so the other part of me wants to just go down and start that second section um so that would be in moab so i would hike from the outskirts of moab um into canyonlands so one of those two spots is going to be like my first my first foray back into my second home, which is the desert. So 
Oh, well, and that'll, uh, of course, that'll of course be after I meet all of you guys at Fisher for a beer. <laughs> so. Oh, that, that would be phenomenal for sure. I'll be there. Yeah. Um, I understand business side. Um, Fisher is still has to survive through this. I hope they will. Like the other brewers, uh, I'm always worried about the small other guys that just opened, like Bewilder. Guys, please, I'm trying to, to support you guys as much as we can. Chad Hopkins, all those guys are like brand new brewers. Yeah. Um, Heber, if I can, I never have a chance to go, but I'm trying to go to Heber for the Heber yeah. Surgery. Uh, stay, stay, try to stay, please. Yeah, we we need to pass through that, and if you already stay to survive through this without losing any brewery, fantastic, because we're gonna go back strong as everybody else. Yeah, and also like to that right. point, any of those any breweries out there, um, especially in Utah, like we're you know it's our beer family, so please like if you guys have questions, if you need help, um, anything like Marcio's a killer like killer asset to have so just reach out to your beer family we're all here for you um and then everybody that's in our extended beer family that drinks our beer we miss you guys keep drinking our beer and and we'll see you guys soon <laughs> so yeah and uh, as, as you just say if you need the lab being tested just bring your samples i can run for you um at this time we're all family we can do all for each other by the way, I'm running this week a lot of samples, so yeah, bring it. Yeah, you're like, bring them down. It's going to be easier for me because I'm running a lot of samples this week. Yeah. So we have only like three more minutes before the Instagram is going to cut off. So what your, I would say last words, but this is weird in English. What are, your, uh, <laughs> what are your, your uh, thoughts about this and give us two, three minutes? Um, well, I just I want to say thank you to you, Marcio, for putting this on. Um, and I think that it's a great idea. Um, I know I personally miss all the interaction uh, with our patrons. Um, and then just also with all my beer family and people. Um, I love going down to Salt Lake breweries and running into all my friends like I, you can't walk into a brewery in Salt Lake without seeing somebody that you know. Um, and that's just that's what beer is about. And that's what kind of drew me to this, this sector um it truly is a beer family and we just you know we we need the public support in getting through this um when we do open back up again we want to see all you guys out there um festival season i know is kind of <sighs> up in the air right now but i do want to say you know when when festivals do start scheduling again when those when we are allowed to do those mass gatherings um we really do need you guys to you guys support and we need to see you guys out there at all the festivals um and just support local uh like you were saying all those little guys like i mean grid city was planning on opening the friday that all of this happened so yeah. when grid city does open if you guys will all go out and, and check out their breweries uh anybody that can do to go beer or to go food please go visit them practice social distancing um but please do be picking up these beers uh it really it means the world to us your support means the world to us and you guys really are what is going to get us through this um and make sure that we do see you all on the other side so i agree let's let's stay together and we gotta leave this stronger
Yeah. Yep. We really will. We'll be making better beer. Um, and we'll, we'll see you guys all on the other side of this. Um, and at Fisher. Awesome. So, <laughs> <Happy>. <laughs> so. Jackie, thank you very much for being here. Yeah. And I hope to see you soon. We'll see ya. Cheers.